Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, God has something big just for you. All right, if they ain't feeling you, say it one more time. Say, God has something big just for you. And guess what? You don't got to wait till the new year to get it. Hallelujah. It's just right there for you tonight. Come on, if you receive that, come on and say, I don't got to wait. I can experience it right now. God got something big for me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before December 31st, get here. I got something big on the way. I've been waiting all year for it. chapter 2 and the Bible declares and behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon and this man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him and it been and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ verse 27 and so he came by the spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child the lord jesus i mean the uh, brought in the child jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law he took him up in his arms and blessed god and said lord now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word next verse for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples a light to bring revelation to the gentiles and the glory of your people israel i want to talk to you tonight from a subject a promise kept a promised a promise kept i want to talk to you from about a man named simeon this is during uh, Luke chapter 2 is um, Luke, the Dr. Luke is referring to, um, not the one with the, uh, you know, big booties, not Dr. Luke. We're talking about Dr. Luke who wrote Luke in the book of Acts. Amen. <laughs> yes. So Luke, uh, so Luke, uh, he writes uh, and he's rec uh, he is writing about the account that's made in scripture about the uh, 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 the birth of Christ. And um, uh, in this particular chapter, ladies and gentlemen, we are introduced um, and, and, and you, you know, the whole, the, the whole nativity story that you see, whatever, and you see that uh, Christ is born in the manger and you see the three wise men is presented here in this same text. I'm not really here to focus so much on that. I'm here to focus so much on the fact that in this time in history, uh, the spiritual climate of Israel was very low. Um, it was very low because there has, it, God has gone years without saying anything. There was no major word that was given at the time. Um, they would say that this is the silent period of God. While they think God is silent, God is really working behind the scenes. 
Let me stop. Thank you so much, Aria. Thank you. You preaching back to me. I love you. So as so let me put this point in here. When you think God is silent, God is really working. God is really working because you don't understand that he's setting things up where Elizabeth, John the Baptist, has to come before Jesus. He's setting things up in a way that Rome has to conquer and take over so that roads could be in place that Jesus could travel and minister the gospel. You don't understand that some things that you've been waiting God for, waiting on God for, God has been setting it up behind the scenes to make your ministry a lot easier. <laughs> and so what is happening is, is that uh, the spiritual climate in Israel is very low and they are in the world is looking for a savior. They're looking for anything to be a savior at this moment, anything that looks like the Messiah. And then let me tell you something. Now, the world is in the same place now that we are uh, uh, we are taking many truths in this world because we need anything that looks like a Messiah, a savior. And so that's what's going on now. And I believe that as the world becomes even more dire spiritually, it is going to I believe the first coming has foreshadowed his second coming. That as the world seems like in the spiritual climate, it's seeming like it's becoming more low. It's looking and it is and, and the Bible says that all the creation is crying out, waiting, waiting in travail for the sons and daughters to be revealed. And that's what the earth is in labor right now. They're waiting. They're looking for a savior. And that's why people are looking to any and everything for something to save them. And so in this moment, ladies and gentlemen, a, a crisis coming is a big, big, big announcement. It's a very big announcement because it's an announcement that a shakeup has now come. It's an announcement because there is about to be a new paradigm shift in the earth. My God, help me in this room. Anytime God announces something over your life, it is a sign to you. It is an announcement to let you know I'm coming to shake things up. When you get a prophetic word over your life, that word is there to remind you that God has not forgotten about you. I came tonight to tell you God has not forgotten about you. And there's a word over your life tonight that peace is now here on earth. Hallelujah. But let me continue this. Let me continue what is happening here. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a man by the name of Simeon. Simeon is a well-aged man. He's a well-aged man. He is in his he 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 is in what we like to call his real seasoned years. And this man has been awaiting what he has been promised. The Bible will let you know about Simeon that he was a man, a just man saying that he was righteous, meaning that he was well-behaved, governed himself according to the laws of God. The Bible would also say he was a devout man. That means that he was cautious. In, his, in, the, in the Greek word, that means cautious, meaning reverence. So he was cautious in his relationship with God, making sure that he reverenced him. So here in this text, we have a man by the name of Simeon. The Bible very specifically lets you know, and you only see this Simeon right here is not Jacob's son. That's right. This is a Simeon that's in the Bible. See, there's, there's people in the scriptures that you don't even know of, but they're mentioned one time to let you know of them because of their faith. Yeah. Oh, God. Ah, come on, can I work in here tonight? 
Let me tell you something tonight. You may not be known to many people, but those who you be known to, they'll be known about your faith and your trust that you had in God. Matter of fact, this man walked so close with God and said, you know what, I'm going to put you in the book. Hallelujah. Because that's how close you walked with me. So Simeon walked in close proximity with God and he was a man of prayer and he walked with him so much so that God said, you know what, I got to reward you with something. Oh my God, in this room tonight. Oh, what, is it, what is it like to walk so close with God and God says, you know what, I got to reward you with something. I'm not rewarding you with this because of how good you are. Not saying that Simeon didn't have any flaws. He may have had some flaws, but he tried to govern his life in accordance to the will of God. And so if I'm governing my life in the accordance, in a way that God, because of the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, if I'm putting my steps in order with God, then that means somewhere along the line, that means I have a blessing with my very name on it. Because he that, oh my God, if you walk by faith and you don't walk by sight, if you put your faith in God, he is a reward to those who diligently seek him. And because of this, God said through the Holy Spirit, you will not die until you see the Lord Jesus Christ. Say over your life, say, I will not die before my time. Come on, say it over your life. I will not die before my time. I will see everything God has promised me in this lifetime and in the next. In Jesus' name, come on, put your hands together there. He was a devout man. He was a devout man. He walked in, he walked in accordance with God. And because of that, the Bible says that he was waiting. Hallelujah. He had an anticipation for the consolation of Israel. Who is the consolation of Israel? What does that even mean? The Bible would declare if you look very closely at what consolation means, it would mean in the Greek to mean comforter. He was awaiting the comforter who was to come to Israel. Hallelujah. Uh, he was waiting for the comforter to arrive. And, 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 and the Bible says that even in this time, the Holy Spirit was upon certain individuals. And so we will, tell, we will take from this text that the Holy Spirit was governing him and, and counseling him and, 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 and leading him because we would see that, it, it, that the Holy Spirit would take him into the temple. Because it is by law that after the baby is born by Jewish, by, 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 by the law, after a baby is born and they become circumcised after eight days, you take them into the temple of what we call today christening. What they're doing is offering them up to the Lord. Are you hearing me tonight? And so they are doing according to custom. That's why we offer our kids up. So this man, Simeon, God told him, you will not see death until before you see the Lord's Christ. What is this telling me tonight? That this man, you have to put yourself in Simeon's shoes. You hear rumors about a coming king. Put yourself in his shoes. You're looking in anticipation and you want to know, is that the man? Is he the consolation of Israel? 
You, you become well-aged, and at some point you would say to yourself, is it going to really happen? Put yourself in where Simeon is in life. Simeon is well advanced in his years. And the Bible didn't say anything that he wavered. It just said he waited. The Bible didn't say he didn't doubt that he was coming. He just said, and he waited. The Bible doesn't say that he got low in his belief, but it said he waited. Oh, my God, help me in this room tonight. He was well advanced in his years, hearing the rumors. He heard the rumors that the, these three wise men went to go see this kid. I wonder if that is the truth. What if Simeon got to this place where he got so discouraged, he said, you know what? I'm not even going to go to see. You know what happens is with most of us, we get tired of waiting and so get discouraged that when it does finally come, we don't even care. Simeon is at this place. He said, it don't matter how old I have. He held on to the promises of God. He said that he realized Simeon studied the scripture to understand the Old Testament prophets. He prayed and God told him that he will not see death. God has affirmed some things in your life. Affirmed it through the scriptures, affirmed it through the man and woman of God speaking into your life. And you get to the place in your life where you say that I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if this is even possible. But he said, I studied it. And because I studied it, he heard the great news of the gospel and said, I'm not going to waver from this. I heard he, he was hearing the great news. And then Simeon said, I'm not going I'm not going to lay down until I see. Oh, my God. What if you got so confident with God where you said, God, I know what you promised me here. I'm not laying down until I see it. He listened. He did what the psalmist said. My soul waited quietly for the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I, let me tell you something. I'm not going to tell you it's sometimes not discouraging. I'm not going to tell you sometimes that it feels like when is it ever going to happen? But if this man Simeon could wait as many years as he's done, the Bible doesn't tell us how old he is at this point, but it does tell us that he was an older man. And Simeon is well advanced in his years. And that tells me even, even to folk who well advanced in the years, God ain't taking you out of here until God, you see everything that God promised you here. Oh, my God. What if you become so, oh, my God. He said, what if, what if Simeon would have trusted in his own understanding? What if he leaned on his own understanding and he did not experience this? But Simeon stayed devoted. He stayed a devout man. See, here's what you got to learn. You got to remain dedicated to the end. You got to remain dedicated as Simeon was. He did not stop in his relationship with God. Hallelujah. Some people get so discouraged that they don't want to persevere anymore, that they don't want to go any further because you're not seeing it as quickly as you think. But God is trying to work on your perseverance because if he builds your, oh my God, if he can build that up in your life, then you will be able to withstand anything that comes in your way. 
Hallelujah. He's building up your perseverance. If you ain't seen it yet, you got to remain dedicated. Because when you remain dedicated, no one can tell you nothing about what you got and what you have. Because God gave it to me. You don't know the years that I put in. You don't know the tears that I cried to get me to this place. I remain dedicated and I deserve the prophet's reward. Jesus, I praise you tonight. People can hate on what you have, but they don't know what you did to get it. They didn't know how faithful you were when you kept coming and you kept coming and you kept coming because of what? Ah, because of the promise that you were given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because the promise you were given. What you got to understand, you got to be like Simeon. And you got to say, I got to remain dedicated. Don't you stop talking because you're not seeing anything. Don't you stop reading your word. Don't you stop being kind to people. Don't you stop being loving to people. Just because people are treating you a certain type of way. Guess what? It's just a test for the meantime. Because after I come through this, I'm coming out with everything. With God's glory on the other side. Simeon said I was dedicated. He was dedicated to the very end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Don't change your behavior because you haven't seen it yet. Hallelujah. You got to be like Simeon. You got to remain righteous. Even when people are unrighteous against you. You got to remain righteous with God. Well behaved. Just. I'm not going to catch an attitude with God. I'm not going to catch a behavior with God. I have to understand that he is my father. And he knows it's his time and it's perfect. His will is perfect for my life if I don't have it now that means that I just gotta keep waiting with expectation and with a hope and the Bible says those who look to God their faces shall be radiant without shame and so God ain't gonna bring me out here I, the disappointment shout hallelujah Hey, I'm a so called Shadmada. Rekatebansa. Akashata. He ain't gonna bring me out here to leave me out here by myself. Hallelujah. Oh my God, help me in this room tonight. Hallelujah, the Bible says I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. Look at somebody say, I ain't worried about nothing. When you know, when you know who God is, when you know who God is, when you know who God is, you are not going, oh my God, when you truly know who God is, you are not going to make him out to be a man like you. 
the Bible says that hallelujah that he's not like man that he shall lie neither is he the son of man that he shall repent the very fact of the matter is you try to put God on your level as a regular person oh my God but God is when he says something the Bible just says that his word is sealed for all of eternity his word is sealed God's word is so sealed over your life that heaven and earth will pass away but his word will still be in effect because that's how much he puts on his word and God hasn't wasted no word over your life hallelujah hallelujah he has been faithful to you the Bible says God is faithful hallelujah and so Simeon Simeon go to the verse 27 the Bible says when you are surrendered to God and you remain dedicated he will lead you into promise the Bible says in verse 27 so he came by the spirit into the temple when the time came the spirit led him when the time the set time of favor arrives you're not gonna have to do anything the spirit of god's just gonna lead you in it oh my god there's a hymn of the church that said lead me guide me along the way lord if you lead me hallelujah the very fact of the matter is if you let god lead you if you try to lead yourself you ain't gonna walk into it but if you let god lead you into it the moment of kairos his time is gonna hit your destiny and it's gonna merge together and all of a sudden it's gonna be bam right there and you don't gotta do nothing besides be obedient and walk in step with god if you walk in step with god he is a rewarder And he says, he said, and, and the parents brought the child Christ to do according to the custom of the law. He took up in his arms and blessed, uh, and blessed God and said, listen, Simeon said, and he blessed God because he knew right then and there, I got and seen what has been promised to me. Here's how you know you got a real promise from God. Here's how you know the promises of God has manifested. When you can hold it in your hands and you can see it right in front of your eyes and say, you know what, this is God. Yep, I can affirm it. A lot of times you affirm in things that are not God. You affirm relationships that are not God. This is how you know that you're really holding what God says. He says, he says, he took it up. When you walk at close with God and you have, when you walk with close with God and you studied and you see, okay, yep, this is it. Because the spirit of God will confirm something in your spirit to let you know you have arrived. Hallelujah. And guess what? Not only that, but your haters around you will have confirmed it as well that you have arrived. When you have the real promise of God in your hand. Sometimes your enemies make you uh, make you more aware of it beforehand. But the Holy Spirit said, okay, let me lead you in here. And the Spirit of God dropped in his spirit and confirmed you holding the promise. Here's how I know this. Because the, the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord. 
maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. How do I know it is a true blessing from God? The next verse and say, Lord, now you are letting, go back. Now you are letting your servant depart in peace. True blessings from God does not come with chaos. True blessings of God brings a rest. If you genuinely have a blessing from God, it shouldn't have no sorrow. Because that ain't from God. Real blessings from God brings joy. Are you hearing me tonight? And because he saw the salvation of the Lord. Here's what Simeon said in the next verse. It reminds me of what the psalmist says. Uh, uh, here, here you go in the next verse. In verse 20 and verse 30 it says, he says, and, and for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people and Israel. Let me tell you something. When Jesus came, he came as a light to do two things. He came as a light to the Gentiles and opened up the way for the Gentiles to bring revelation to them of what the, who the Messiah is and who they need in your life. But here's the other thing. The other light that he's referring to and saying that Jesus is, is that he is the light also to the people of Israel. That means that he is their glory. He is what they glory in. He is the he is the promise. He is the promise of the true Messiah. He is the glory. Hallelujah. The Bible says, I thought the Lord are a shield over me. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. He is the salvation of Israel. And he's the salvation of you. And here's the deal. He said, it's a promise kept. God is a covenant-keeping God. There is nothing that God... I want you to do a mind check right now and think in your mind of one thing that God said to you that he has not done. And I'll wait. Because the very fact of the matter is God is not a liar. God don't have that in him. God is true to who he is. Hallelujah. That's because that's how you got to come to in faith if you know who he is. If you don't know who he is, you're going to come to him in doubt. You're going to be like James, a double-minded man. And it's, oh my God, a double-minded man shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Because he's tossed to and fro in his thinking. But if your mind is convinced of the promises of God, you got to be convinced like Simeon was. You got to be so convinced that it don't matter how long it takes. My hope and expectation waits Oh my God is in God. My hope. My expectation is in God. My hope is not on my feelings. My hope is not in my job. My hope is not in anything else. The Bible says on Christ. I mean, the psalmist says on Christ, the solid rock I stand. On other ground is sinking sand. I dare not trust the sweetest dream, but holy lean in Christ Jesus' name. I am not going to worry if my hope is built on God. I can wait. And I can see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the psalmist says, I would have fainted. Yet I not seen. I got to get out of here. 
the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. That means when God's promises are fulfilled in my life, it gives me another energy boost and reinvigorate. Oh my God, it gives me the energy that I need to keep going, going on. I got a hope and it's in Christ Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet, encourage somebody in the Lord. Say he's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. He will not fail. He will not fail tonight. His coming, the first coming was a keeping of his promise that the seed of a woman would crush the serpent's head. And I don't know about you tonight, but I got some promises in this year tonight that I'm waiting for God to see, God to, to bring the pass. Look here, you can only take so many L's for so long. God got to come through to let you know I am who I say I am. Lift your hands tonight. Begin to worship God where you are. Begin to worship God where you are. Come on, bring the promises of God. Come on, declare it now over your life. Come on, declare whatever God promised you over your life this year. Say, I want to see it now. In the name of Jesus, he's a covenant-keeping God. He's a promise-keeper tonight. He will not forsake you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you tonight.